Hey everybody, this week's episode of Ratchet Ramblings is being sponsored by CrossPods, where podcast promotion is simplified. CrossPods is a podcast network that connects passionate podcasters to businesses who would love to advertise on their podcast. If you are a podcast creator thinking about monetizing your podcast, they can help you with that. Their goal is to help you with finding sponsorship opportunities, growing your listener base, and connecting you to potential guests for your podcast. Once you've submitted your podcast, they will list you on their platform and share your podcast as well as any new episodes on all of their social media. They also contact businesses on your behalf to set up new sponsorship opportunities. If you're interested in learning more, you can visit their website, thecrosspods.com, for more information, or you can follow Follow them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The CrossPods. You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblings podcast presented to you by Flawless Gnosis Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. Uh, I ain't got no AKAs this week. I just want to say happy Father's Day to all the fathers that are worth a damn. And I hope y'all got the big piece of chicken today. And I'll throw it to my co-host. What's up, everybody? It's Candace. You know me on all social media. It's not so newlywed PC. I want to give a very, very happy Father's Day to my baby father, um, thank you for not being a bozo. Thank you for doing the heavy lifting with me instead of standing behind me and watching me do everything and run myself thin. Uh, I appreciate you. Um, yeah, shout out to the father figures, the people who step in and help raise kids that aren't biologically theirs. Um, adopted dads, stepdads, father-in-laws, mentors, god dads, uncles, it don't matter. If you out here and you are not a bozo and you are helping move the chains forward for emotional intelligence in black boys and girls, thank you so much. Um, I ain't got no network announcements. We finna get to it. Um, oh, I do. Jeremy let me know that Real Housewives of Potomac is back in August. They still haven't the said second. August the 2nd. Yes. Uh, so we're about a little over a month out. Um, I'm excited for that. We are getting closer to Marriage Boot Camp Hip Hop Edition again. Um, Black Ink Chicago is coming back. So, yeah. We'll be now, back in full force. Yeah. Yeah, with that said, let's get into the bullshit. Um, the season finale of Growing Up Hip Hop LA premiere uh, aired, shall I say, Thursday, and we still don't know what the fuck Lil Twist was mad at JoJo about. Um, I don't give a fuck what Lil Twist says. Fam, you was trying to get some airtime. You was trying to get some camera time because you still didn't tell us what JoJo said to you to make you want to put your hands on him at his sister's event. 
So until you give us the real scoop and like Jojo and his wife was on the zoom call with little twist and he still couldn't tell us what he was mad about. Don't put your hands on me, especially for no fucking reason. I'll beat your fucking ass. Yeah. And we've seen how Jojo gets when he's angry. Like I know little twist. I mean, I know you feel big and bad because you punk that Sam which that shouldn't give you no real confidence because, I mean, it's fucking Sam, but JoJo will beat your ass, especially you getting mad at him for no goddamn reason. Talking about he was talking to me in a way he ain't never talked to me. What way was that? Because JoJo treats everything the same, literally, so I don't understand what you He's always been a goofy, happy-go-lucky-ass nigga. That has not changed. Pretty much. Um, He... uh, he jojo tried to fight little twist again he tried to approach it maturely at first like bro what happened like what caused all this and little twist kept trying to pop off like keep talking to me any kind of way and i'm gonna just react how i feel like it and finally jojo was like fam what's up what's good like it reminded reminded me of like a little napoleon complex yeah he definitely got a little napoleon complex that's little chef all my life i had to ratatouille Yep. Hey, go away. <laughs> I was waiting for you to kiss. <laughs> go the fuck away. <laughs> um, TT got engaged. Finally. Um, that's it. I look how we ain't really say no congratulations. <laughs> I don't really have much for TT because I think she's obnoxious. I think she spent all season trying to be in Egypt's business. I believe when you love someone, you give them the space to make their own mistakes without you trying to hover over them. Um, she did yeah, none she's of very that. Weird. She is very judgmental for somebody who did things in reverse order herself and almost had a meltdown because she didn't get it. She wasn't engaged before she got married, even though we know as adults that unprotected sex leads to pregnancy. Hello. Mm -hmm. If you put the dick in the hole with no condom and you let it squirt, guess what happens? 40 weeks later, you have a baby. Um... For somebody who did things in reverse order, I just feel like she has a lot of audacity to constantly be nitpicking at Egypt about Sam. If Sam is where Egypt wants to be, that's where she wants to be. Go about your business. You have a whole baby to worry about. You have a whole new engagement to worry about. Please, please, because it's almost borderline obsessive. Like yeah, oh, you got I to like the nigga, but you can. Why like is him, Sam like here looking silent. silly? Why is Sam here looking silly? You about to get whole ass engaged, and you worried about what the fuck Sam doing? Yeah, like you ain't got to like the sense. nigga, but pay him dust. Exactly, especially when he's not being disrespectful. He was there. He came in peace. He wasn't trying to steal the moment. He shut the fuck up, like y'all could not do at his engagement. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be honest. I think Sam is a weirdo, but I think he gave her way more grace than she fucking deserved because I would have ruined that bitch engagement, pregnant or not, because she damn sure went out her way to ruin mine. Mm. But as he said, uh, after constantly being a target of people's hate and animosity on the show, that's not uh, behavior he wants to carry forward to somebody else, and he would just rather move in a more positive direction. 
God is not done with me yet. I'm still a little bit too toxic to be the, the bigger person in a situation like that. You ruin my engagement party. You will regret it for the rest of your life. Till you do right by me. Is it just that image of Celia and color purple? Just throwing her hand out. Suffer. Um, we got to finally see kind of a talk between Bow Wow and Angela about where their relationship was going. And it was still vague. I mean, I don't understand why Angela wants to break her neck to be seen on these shows with these niggas. And then when you ask her outright what's going on, then she want to play stupid. Um, well, we good friends, but, um, well, we y'all spending the night together. He didn't hire you on the tour to do merchandise when he could have easily found somebody else to do the merchandise. They had a conversation about where they stand. We still don't know if they're together or not. But it's just kind of like, give it a We rest. don't know, but we know y'all fucking. Y'all definitely fucking. I could say that. Definitely yeah. fucking. And the rest of the cast believe so, too. So. Yeah. Which, I um, mean, y'all grown. I mean, it, it's really none of our business or anybody's business. But when it's so blatantly obvious, it's like, y'all just fucking. It's, it's fine. It's cool. Adults do it. Just, it's fine. Just, just, and just say so. Like, Okay. All right, cool. Amen. Moving on. Right. That was it. That was it for the season finale. Speaking of moving on. Let, yeah, let's move on. Um, T.I. and Tiny, friends and family hustle. They are on their family vacation in Mexico. Um, halfway through the episode is when all of the shit breaks about the comments he made on that podcast concerning Deja and her virginity. There was a lot of filler in this episode. We saw Tommy and Toya on the vacation getting that old thing back. Um, Toya, Toya Wright was there. Uh, Rhea wasn't there. She had Regine and Rain there, and that was cool. Uh, T.I.'s mom was there. And some of his other little family. Um, and baby, they dragged him for filth. Everybody but that stupid ass wife of his dragged him. <laughs> T.I.'s mama was pissed. She was pissed. Ooh, she was pissed. Mm. Rightfully so. T.I.'s, um, it was his nieces. T.I.'s nieces, pissed. Deja, pissed, crying like crying. Deja even said it. She was like, he wouldn't. Um, so Ti has this running joke with Tiny that Tiny is grooming King to be nothing more than a baby daddy that likes to trick off. Right? Well, um, th- mm, no, you know what? Let me be quiet. Go ahead. Yeah, that's, that's the running joke that Tiny is raising him to be a baby daddy. And, uh, and Deja was like, now what's funny is they have a running joke about uh, King um, being raised to be a baby daddy, but I, you won't dare hear my father say anything like that about the girls. Like we not being raised to be baby mamas. And, uh, she said that it is a double standard. She said out her own mouth, how embarrassed she was. She didn't want to have anything to do with her father. It made her look at him in a different light that she would use, that he would use her personal business regarding her sex life and her sexuality as a talking point on a podcast where she wasn't even present 
to say if she wanted to discuss this these things or not. Correct. Um, Tiny, was- she she goes Tiny being a stupid. this bitch comes out her mouth and says well yeah we raise our boys and our girls different why why are you doing that she absolutely buys into T.I.'s misogyny all of Uh, the time but uh I mean this was honestly expected I mean we saw this in real time and we also because we covered it a bit on Crown of Call as well you know, it came out reports that, you know, she had, while she did go on the um, trip with them, she was uh, very distant. You know, she, um, uh, I think, unfollowed, like, most of, like, basically the family that was agreeing with T.I. And, like, she was, wasn't really fucking with them like that. And we saw it on here. It was very embarrassing. It was a complete invasion of privacy. It was T.I. jumping completely into into his misogyny bag with, of course, his wife co-signing and you know, you just feel for her. Like, she didn't deserve to have her business put out out there like that. And T.I., he should be ashamed of himself, but of course we know he's not because he's an asshole and stupid. And well, and you know what's worse, friend? In, in trying to act like he was raising such a perfect princess of a daughter, he put a target on her back. Because yeah. the world didn't know her sexual status until he told it and then it was like the creeps of the world came they look like white walkers in them final battles (laughs) climbing up the the wall trying to get to that girl's virginity yeah she had to turn off her comments yeah she had to turn off her comments she deleted her social media for a while um it was even more heartbreaking because again like you said jeremy we heard about her reaction to it we knew in real time that she was pissed but to see her on tv crying and trying to explain why this bothered her um why she was embarrassed trying to figure out her emotions and how to how to deal with this it was it was sad to watch yeah she didn't deserve to go through that and ti absolutely needs his ass beat and while we're recording this on Father's Day, T.I. is just an example of how not to parent, how not to be a father, because that was... To a girl. Because he he allows a ton of grace with the boys. Yeah. They're allowed to make mistakes. They're allowed to challenge him. They're allowed to follow their dreams. They're allowed to not have their sexual interactions with women their age discussed on TV. He Um, encourages it. Yeah, he didn't. He has. He doesn't afford the girls that specifically Deja. Right. Um. He brought up an incident where when she was under seventeen, she snuck out the house to go hang out with a boy. That still doesn't give you the right to discuss her sex status with the world. I don't care how many times she snuck out. That is a parenting situation that should have been handled privately. Even if the consequence for that was maybe going to the doctor and having a talk with an OBGYN about birth control and seeing what's right for her and what's not. Again, not a conversation for the world to hear. And then not only exactly and not only was it terrible to hear it was incorrect and it was a bunch of misinformation right no doctor typically mm -hmm. with that kind of stuff 
a doctor a doctor can't tell from a hymen whether a woman has been sexually active or not that is a huge misconception it's been thrown out for decades now at this point and the fact that you're still holding on to that so that you can further your agenda in patriarchy is fucking terrible yeah it's absolutely terrible bum just a whole bum like, I don't even know what to say to that. Just stupid as hell. And and Tiny right there with you, riding and dying and being stupid as hell. I just... Maybe because she's not as attractive as she used to be. That she holds on to his every word and his every doing, even when it's dead fucking wrong. But I'm here to tell you, Miss Piggy, that it's another Kermit out here for you. And you do not have to keep being in cahoots with your dumbass husband when he does and says dumbass things. If you going to be nothing more than a yes man, bitch, we can make bacon. You know what? <laughs> 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 you stupid. <laughs> <laughs> we could fry the hog up I'm, if the hog is going to be useless. I, I'm too drunk for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I think T.I., first of all, I think T.I., as stupid as he is, he knows what he's done. He has prayed. I, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I might be off base here, but I'm going to go ahead and say it because this crown I got to me. I feel like T.I. has preyed on Tiny's um, insecurities for a long time, so much that he's broken down her self-esteem. And as evidenced by that, she is a grown-ass woman older than him, and she allows him to dictate her career, her decisions, how, how she parents to an extent, and stuff like that. So I think she doesn't have the self-esteem or willpower to stand up to him and say no because i mean even when we saw this in real time and he went on real table talk which one day we need to have a conversation we need to we need to have a conversation about how problematic red table talk truly is and how it's a lot of grandstanding but if you were to look beyond the surface you still ain't gonna find shit there not a damn thing, but when he went on there, when he and Tia, I'm tiny went on there and he did his little rebrand of, you know, like, woe, woe is me, let these black women educate me, even though I'm going to do a whole bunch of talking over them shit. She didn't stand up to him even then when she had, you know, quote unquote, women empowerment. So I think he's broken down her self-esteem so bad to where I agree with you that she do deserve better, but I don't think she wants better at this point. She's still married to him, so it ain't no yeah. way she could want better. He is a big-ass, goofy-ass doofus while being little than a motherfucker with some shit on his lip. So, I don't know. I just know that next week's episode is going to be really phenomenal because he's going to have Deja's mother on expeditiously, and it looks like she's going to read him for filth about that Deja situation. Mm. She called him misogynist. And asked him, does he do that with his sons? Does he take his sons to the doctors to try to get doctors to figure out if they're sexually active or not? Well, I'm here for that. Because it seems like she's given the energy that he did not get on Red Table Talk or in their own home. So I'm here for that. Mm-hmm. Also probably because Deja Mom don't give a damn about these goddamn camera ship drag his ass. <laughs> Exactly. Um, and it looks like next week that maybe Red will be proposing to Toya. So, I would like to see that. Um, 
I, Monica, where's the album? Right, because y'all done recorded this shit a while ago, and this is real time today. We still ain't got no album. Still. And okay. I would like to hear it, personally. Well, that was all that happened on that episode of T.I. and Tiny. And before we get to Married to Medicine LA, which was a really good episode, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back after the jump. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you for staying tuned while on break. Um, We're going to get into Married to Medicine LA. I thought it was a pretty good episode. First things first. um, So Leah takes her 15-year-old daughter to Dr. Kendra to talk about sex, puberty, body changes, hormonal changes. Um, the fact that she didn't feel her daughter needed to see a GYN and discuss the changes that her young body is going through, her mind is going through. This is the issue that that plagues a lot of us, a lot of us in the black community. Um, this is the reason why our girls don't really understand sex, sexuality, and sexual um, maturity because we feel like, oh, my daughter ain't having sex. Oh, my son ain't having sex. Oh, my daughter ain't doing so-and-so. It don't matter if they're doing it or not. It's the fact that they should have the proper information to be able to make an informed decision on whether they want to do it or not. And a lot of that you can get from your doctor's office, especially with young girls, you can schedule an appointment with the GYN and say, hey, my teen is going through puberty. I don't really know how to go about having a talk with her about sexual maturity, sexual reproduction, being safe, consent, and so on and so forth. You can have those conversations with doctors. They will, you can schedule an appointment. They will sit down and have the conversations. But 15 year olds, this is the time. And even before then, where we really need to impart into our youth about consent, about sexual health, and things of that nature. Like long gone are the days of letting kids figure this stuff out on their own. Because we see where that has gotten us. That's how you get a a T.I.? It's gotten us to the Me Too movement. It's gotten us to Time's Up. It's gotten us to the Terry Crews of the world, you know, just being tone deaf, not really understanding consent, not understanding things like coercion. It's, it's time to change how we have these important conversations with our kids. Also, Leah is very fucking ugly. I don't know why I felt the need to say that, but she's ugly. She kind of look like a sloth. She do. She look exactly like Sid the Sloth from Ice Age. Yeah. Like if you put Sid the Sloth in a wig and maybe some fashion overfit. Yep. Absolutely. And also, you had your daughter as a teenager, so why wouldn't you be taking the necessary precautions to make sure that that does not repeat itself? Dumbass. Um, <laughs> I want to move on. So... Where we left off at, because there was no new episode last week, Imani, Dr. Britton, and um, Contessa are in New Orleans for the XU homecoming. And what happens is that Imani finally comes honest about where she and Phil are in the marriage. And Contessa and Dr. Britton, who I don't know why Dr. Britton's giving anybody advice when she ain't even fucking her husband. 
they tell Imani to call Phil and basically ask when he's coming home to visit, when they when she will see him. If he can't come home, does she want him, does he want her to come out there? Um, she does that and he just dogged her. He was like, Well, I'm down here working and I ain't got time. And she's like, well, if you need to see me, I can come to you. He's like, no, I don't have time to see you. I'm trying to get things off the ground. This is my business. Yeah. It it, it confirms that trouble in paradise that we, you know, the previews uh, show that where there was smoke where there was fire. It just wasn't Jasmine and Shanique's place to pry into Amani's business like that. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely trouble in paradise. Um, You could tell it's taking a toll on Imani. Yeah, because it it just seems like he, at least from that conversation in the preview, he just does not like her anymore. Like, my nigga, you don't even want her to visit you. I mean, I know work is important and getting stuff off the ground is important, but nigga, this your whole ass wife. Y'all whole ass son, like, nothing? Nothing. And to say it so coldly and just like, I mean, I guess we married my nigga. Like, this is this is your wife. This the woman you took an oath, oath to. Yeah, it was very cringy. You Not gonna lie, very cringy. To. It was very... I, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I never like when when anybody, regardless of gender, but it's specifically husbands, I don't like when they talk to their wives like that. I, just, I do not like it. It, just, it rubs me the wrong way. Like, I always feel that it's not what you say, it's how you say it. I mean, granted, what he said was still trash. But still, like, even if you was like, okay, this not the right time, but maybe let's schedule something later, it's a way you can communicate that without being a dick. Yeah, he was a dick about it. Yeah. And my thing is, like, if you if you want to end your marriage, just say that. Yeah, because it's not acting, fair to your money. It's not at all. Um, so over here going in turmoil, don't know where y'all stand, don't know when the next time she's gonna see you, if at all. She got these over two messy bitches trying to pry in her goddamn business just to shade her about it, and you over here, like, I mean, I got shit to do, like, that's not fair to your mind. Yeah, it's not fair at all, and it's useless. It's a waste. My thing about people who are in unhappy relationships and they refuse to say something. Forget the other person's time. Why waste your own? Yeah. yeah. Why waste your own? There's so many other things you could be doing with your time be- besides standing in an unhappy marriage. Like my nigga, were you nigga. were you happy to be uh, across the country from your spouse and the child that you've raised like your own? Right. Be a man about your shit. I don't like no coward bullshit. Be a man about yours. Just Stand up and say shit with your chest. Just be a man about it. I was finna sing the song, but no, I can't I sing know. So. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Shanique pitches her real estate idea to her husband. He loves it. it. He love. He says he loves it. He supports her hundred percent. He was not trying to be an asshole. He just wanted her to do the proper resource research and make sure this is what she really wanted to do. Why you couldn't just say that? Right. Why you like, got this girl writing book reports and dissertations? Uh, doing a like goddamn a PowerPoint presentation yeah. and shit. Like, what the fuck is up with To that? your little short ass, nigga. I wish the fuck, nigga. 
you doing a goddamn, she up here doing a motherfucking thesis to a nigga that's only 5'2". I know you fucking lying. Mm. Like, you could have just been support. As a matter of fact, you could have, if you wanted her to just do the proper research and stuff, here's a novel idea. Why not support her from jump and help her with it? That part. Like, why you had to put her through goddamn homework, nigga? She ain't in high school no motherfucking more. You could have just Correct. been a supportive husband from the get-go. Because, because Lord knows the only reason you just want her to be sure of it because you bemoaning the fact that if she do this, you're going to have to do some of the domestic work around the house. Yep. Because this is yep. all this work. Because I remember when she first talked about this and his first, like the first, maybe not the first thing, but the second thing out of his mouth was like, I mean, you can do this, but who going to take care of the house? Because you know it ain't going to be me. I remember that shit. Yeah, I ain't he like was that like, shit I, he said it. He was like, "I'm a doctor. I ain't gonna. I ain't doing nothing." Right? Who cares? Who cares? So okay, you got you got a um goddamn you a doctor. You got a career. Okay, cool. So does your wife, and your wife is pulling the weight around the house. You got two able, you got two hands with you know fingers that work. You got two legs. You can help, motherfucker. Hey, we exactly. see Doctor Scott did it. When his wife went the whole last damn school, you can do it. You can. You little short motherfucker. He ugly as hell. I'm sorry. Like I know yeah, that he is. is. He look like a little flea. He is ugly. Uh-huh. So Jasmine is helping Dr. Kendra lose weight and um I don't have any issues with the way that Jasmine is conducting business with Dr. Kendra. Uh, kudos to her, but she is fucking weird because she went to an ice cream parlor with Imani and said she was on a diet. And you know, when you can sample out them little cups, them mm. little itty bitty paper cups, they mad little, like what they put pills in, in the, in the hospital. Mm-hmm. She was like, I'm on a diet. So just give me, give me a little bit in this little cup. And they like, uh, miss, ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. Then she checks her blood sugar after she eats every meal and she's not a diabetic. She's one of them like obsessive people about her health. Which she likely makes her fat phobic. Yeah. You beat me. I was just about to say that you beat me to it. Yeah. She's probably really fat phobic. Yeah. That's why I like, I was I'm at least on camera. I'm happy with the way it presents that she's treating Kendra, but I just wonder, you know, Who's how she is. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Because she just seems like obsessive. Like, girl, you ain't finna have got. You ain't finna go into a fucking sugar rush just because you have some damn ice cream. At all. A sample of ice cream at that. A sample. Not even for a. Uh, not even four teaspoons or tablespoons. She just is fucking weird. Yeah. What, what is wrong with her? Yes. The answer is yes. Very beautiful woman. Very fit. Yeah. But, but that's overboard to ask somebody to dip you a pill, a pill cup of <laughs> frozen a yogurt. Like, cup. girl, you act like you was just eating lard out the container. I it's frozen yogurt. It's and not hell, that it's deep. Fit- as fit as she is, she probably could eat a goddamn lard and she still held them fucking abs. Exactly. I was like, and Imani said the same thing. Like, are you aware of how egregious and over the top this is? And she gonna say, I'm extra, but you already knew that. 
Well, that's not a thing to be proud of, Jasmine. Period. Just because you suffer well about your extraness does not invalidate the fact that you are extra and weird. At all. If anything, that makes it worse because you are self-aware of it. That means you know how to tone it down, but you choose not to. Bingo. Um, so um, Shanique's husband gets with Jasmine to try to plan like a birthday event for her. And he settles on like this horseback riding excursion and then afterwards there's like a dinner and stuff like it sounded cute i'm not gonna lie to you if you went to outdoors i don't do no outdoors and i don't do no horses yeah it's too it's too hot for me i'm sorry it's too hot Mm -mm. um Mm -mm. and on a day of dr Britton gets to dr imani's house and she's still in her robe she just sounds and looks awful and it's because she has told phil that she's planning to file for divorce because she's not um, about to deal with him being half-assed present and accounted for in, in their marriage. I don't blame him. I, 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 I don't blame whatever him. the opposite of blame is, that's what I do. Cause I would do the same thing. Yeah. As a matter of fact, let her file for divorce twice to be perfectly goddamn honest. Right. If you're not in it to be happy and to be together forever, then let's get out of it. Yeah. And you talking to her like the way that you did. Yeah, and Dr. Imani got realizes that she's a catch. She bought she didn't published a whole book, made a way so that he can start a business, and that's how you treat me. Till you do right by me, nigga. Everything you touch gonna suffer. And it should. And it should. Yeah. I feel bad for Dr. Imani. Dr. Britton asked her what she going to tell the girls what's going on. I personally think she should. I definitely think she should. I think if you're trying to turn over new a new leaf with these ladies. Yeah, because um, let's not forget that Imani has been weird as fuck before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like if you are going to turn over a new leaf with these ladies, give them an opportunity to support you and offer you some sisterhood. If they throw it back up in your face, then you know without a shadow of a doubt they're not a group that you can really trust. But you've not really given them much to go on. Yes, you show up to ba- uh, to pool parties half-dressed to go rob somebody. Um... <laughs> Yeah, she definitely dressed like a member of the triads. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I just, I really hope she allows the ladies to be there and be supportive and be. It'll show you who, it'll show you who, who a real bitch and who, who a real fake. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um. But I think this is like the point in the season where everything goes to shit. Yeah, because that's usually how it goes. Like, if something dramatic happens, it's a turning point, and then it's just downhill with the mess and drama um, till we end the season. Because um, I'm trying to think what happened with Marital Medicine. Because uh, it, it was one season, it was the divorce with Greg, and then the other season before, it was the thing with Dr. Jackie and, uh, and uh, yeah. Curtis, and then the uh, season before that 
uh, well, not the season before that. Last season, it was, I mean, even though it didn't amount to shit, it was the shit with Mariah and the quote-unquote cocaine or whatever. Wish Mariah, girl, you was doing the line. Shut the fuck up. But every, every time, when it's the halfway point, something happens and then it just goes to shit. So we'll have content is what we're trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That was it, though. Indeed. That was it. We gave y'all a short episode. We know that we have a tendency to run long for most episodes, but uh, <laughs> we, yeah. we honestly, we, I don't know how y'all listen to this shit for like an hour and a half, damn near two hours of us just being trashed in the motherfucker. Right. But we were only a little bit trashed this week, not a whole lot of trash. Um, like I said, we got to the turning point with Ti and Tiny. We got the season finale of. Uh, growing up hip hop and we are at the turning point of the season for married to medicine LA. So it was, it was, these were like transition episodes. Like yeah. let's transition into the real mess and bullshit. Yeah. And I'm, uh, also, I'm it's, also it's father's day. So, I mean, we'll give y'all a short one. Y'all get back to y'all papas on the, on the grill and shit. Absolutely. And they, uh, Jesus sandals and all that good shit. You mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about? Real master four millions. <laughs> Um, but that's all. We'll be back next week uh, with more mess. I'm looking forward to it. And I'm going to be watching Jocelyn's Cabaret tonight. Let me say that. Oh, it come, oh the new episode? Come it come on, on Sundays. Yeah, it come on Sundays. That? Because the, the other one came on on what? On Saturday. Mm. Yeah, something like that. Yep. So... We'll see y'all back next week. We love you. Happy Father's Day to the dads. Peace. Save me a plate. Word.